Welcome to the My Curious Colleague Podcast with your host, me, Denise Finneri. We'll be talking all things consumer relations with a focus on consumer product goods organizations and the brand specialist and analyst roles and responsibilities. So if you like CPGs like I like CPGs, marketing, insights, and caring deeply for your consumers, well, take a listen. Hello, hello, my curious colleagues. Today's episode is a solo episode. Yes, I hear the collective sigh from the audience. I know, haven't I had some great guests? I've been so lucky. Um, But this one is just, you know, you and I one-on-one and me pontificating a little bit (laughs) about what um, I think is, you know, critical to consumer care in CPGs and anyone who's ever touched any of these sort of specialist and analyst roles um, and leaders know that getting close to the marketing plans is critical in ultimately caring for your consumers. And that's what I'm here to talk to you about. Um, This topic may sound a little familiar to you. When I spoke with Lisa Deal um, for the podcast, I think it was episode four, she had shared that you know, her consumer advocacy team is really a function that needs to know about pretty much all the marketing plans and the consumer touch points. You know, we had a good laugh about that, but the truth is, it is so true. So let's let's tackle this one piece at a time. What are the benefits and why am I so um, adamant about this topic? So let's get into why is that? What what are the benefits of getting close to these marketing plans, knowing the consumer touch points that your consumers are going to be exposed to? The first benefit is really knowledge. You know how they say knowledge is power. But when your brand ambassadors, you know, has this knowledge about your products and packaging at their fingertips in your knowledge base, it allows them to care that much more deeply with your consumer. They don't have to worry about knowing all those little pieces of information. They've got some suggested info in the KB or the knowledge base. And it really helps them become more confident. They know that you've got their back. And so they're able to focus more on that care with the consumer, in my opinion. Definitely, it's a win-win. The other benefit is with regards to forecasting. So invariably, your boss or yourself or someone on the team who is working on forecasting contact volume is going to want to know what's planned. That could potentially impact that call volume to go, typically to go up, maybe down, but mostly up. And if you're adjusting the forecast, say every 90 days, if you have that luxury to kind of expand and contract your team, then you want to keep up to date with what's going on. This can really help. Perhaps it's your boss who is doing the forecasting and they are invariably going to tap you on the shoulder and ask you for what's going on and your point of view. Other benefit is report timing. So knowing what's happening when consumers are seeing seeing things, you can um, ultimately sort of reverse engineer and begin to plan what reporting or analysis you may have regarding, say, a new product launch. When is that start ship? When is a reformulation going to be on shelf, et cetera? So you can kind of work backwards. So it's really going to help you manage 
more effectively and more efficiently your report deliverables. Call center trainings is another benefit. Again, when you know what's going on and what's coming down the pike, you can understand when you should schedule time for your brand or your trainer to educate and motivate and really get the team excited about that particular consumer touch point or initiative. And also when that should be planned for. You know, probably the reason I'm so adamant about this topic, and I've spoken about it in a couple other different places, but is because in my experience, it's not something that's just kind of handed over to consumer care with a you know nice little pretty bow all the way down at that granularity that you need. I mean, there was one organization where I think the consumer care team was the only team that needed to look at the entire UPC code, including that little check digit over onto the side. So, you know, getting that information, having it accurate uh, was, was critical. What's nice and to keep you organized is to pull together all the marketing plans that you're aware of into one source. This can be as easy as an Excel document or some of the other software that Susan Baranowski had mentioned in episode one of the podcast. So check that out as well. My teams have typically used good old Excel. And this way you can begin to what I call, you know, put in placeholders. So if you hear about something this calendar year that's going on or even into the, um, into the next year, you can begin to put these placeholders in and when plans and information and dates and UPC codes all get finalized, you can update as needed um, and just always feel confident that you know what's going on across your brands and all the different touch points. You know, nothing makes me feel worse than when a brand ambassador says to me, Denise, you know, someone called about this new product launch and I had no idea about it. That just gives me like a pit in my stomach. I definitely feel like I've let them down and they're put in just like a really awkward spot. And that's not the way I want to care for our brand ambassadors at all. Let's talk now about this Excel spreadsheet I'm talking. I've seen it done two ways. The first one is a a grid of sorts. And really it's just about columns and rows and the marketing plan events are put into the rows. So for example, if you have such and such new product, the ounce size, the UPC code, whatever you've got, that would go in a row. And then your columns really would be um, saved for the dates and and also sort of explaining what kind of touch point it is. So the columns could be new product, start ship. Okay, and then you put that date in there. And then you can take you know a quick glance across and see, oh, here are some of the the types of things that are coming down the pike. And here's when consumers are begin are going to begin to see it. I often have, um, you know, my brand all excited, you know, this is when production's going to start. And I'm always having to kind of back into with them, with their help. Okay. So what does that mean for say a flow through of a, um, of a product that's, you know, you know, what is that date that the first time that a consumer may see this, say, new packaging change on shelf? Because it really comes down to the consumer at all times. The other way I've seen it in Excel is to create a calendar of sort. And it is, um, it can be similar to a Gantt chart. Both of these I have not invented, frankly, um, but have just borrowed 
uh, profusely. So again, you're going to put your, you know, your marketing plans in rows. And then the columns are going to be the months and weeks of the year. So backing up to the, to the rows, um, these marketing activities also can be grouped in the rows by a type of activity. So new products would be in one line. And then underneath that, all the new products that are anticipated in their description. And then the next type of touch point might be, um, you know, television advertising or digital spots and then each of the activities. But what makes this one even more unique is that you can see, again, by looking at the calendar across, you can block out the weeks. Just, you know, pick a color. Maybe it's a different color for every brand. Again, I did not invent this, um, but I do love it. So let's say one of your brands is, you know, pink or red. And you're going to block out, you know, say that week that start ship is anticipated. Or if you know the flow through of, say, a packaging change, then you can block out, you know, several weeks as this new packaging chain change kind of flows into the market. And again, it's a little bit more visual, but either way, you want to walk away with the types of uh, marketing plans, the details, and again, getting back to that granularity um, that you need to care for the consumer, report back to marketing, any feedback, help your help your boss with, with forecasting, or if you handle that yourself, it's just, um, as I mentioned, has a myriad of um, benefits. Now, I touched on a couple of the types of marketing plans I'm talking, the usual typical new products, reformulated packaging changes, but how about the discontinued? Um, invariably, you're you know, a product is going to be discontinued to make way for maybe something brand new. And this is really an opportunity to hold consumers' hands. It's best to know, maybe at a top level, the month and year that this product has officially discontinued so you can hold the consumer's hands. And if they start to express an interest in finding a new favorite, or you can suggest that to them and you can go from, from there. So discontinued are discontinuations, excuse me, it's very important to understand when that's happening and which items we're talking about. Even plant changes. So if you gain um, you know, you need to you need to move additional. You need to find additional production, and you're bringing on another plant. You're going to want to know that as well, so that you can ensure that all the behind the scenes data is getting captured correctly. And then one of the ones that honestly, that I think some of my uh, marketers are really surprised at are promotions and sweepstakes. And the good news is there's a lot of information that's out there. I mean. I think by by law, have to have the sweepstakes rules um, all spelled out and things like that. And um, this is really an area that even though you're not the fulfillment center, I have found in my experience that you will get comments from consumers um, about the sweepstakes or the promotion. Again, hopefully not deluged. But getting back to that, you know, really having your brand ambassadors back, you want to at least know when it's starting, when it's ending, where's the website and, you know, who is the point of contact in marketing if something unusual comes up and you need to reach out to them. Again, holding consumers' hands even during a, a promotion is important. So there's some of the top line of those categories that you should have on this. You know, the, the other big question is, so you're like, Denise, all right, I get it. But how am I going to find out about all these marketing plans again? 
you know, some of the, you know, some of the more unusual ones or any of them at all. What are some of the tips to gain that line of sight for some of these marketing um, plans that you're talking about? One of my favorite places to ensure that I'm getting that line of sight is really paying attention to what I'm approving when it comes to packaging graphics. So hopefully yourself or someone you know is on the approver list of packaging graphics, right? That come through. And primarily, I mean, your role is to make sure the contact us information on there is accurate, the website and the 1-800 number and checks information and um, things like that. But also you see the whole packaging graphic there. Invariably, I take a look at the whole thing because I know if, you know, maybe there's a misspelling or something along those lines, you know, potentially that a consumer is going to call my call center about that. So I might as well help out the team by, you know, keeping my eyes on everything. So take a minute while you are approving those to note the product description, any front of pack bursts. Uh, they're, they're important. They sometimes contribute to contact volume increases or decreases, uh, the UPC number if that's available. And also if there's something there that you can't, if there's something there you really just can't quite get your head around, at least you can make a note, put it on your grid or your, you know, your calendar or Excel and always come back to the marketing gang when you're meeting up with them monthly, um, periodically, and, you know, let them know you saw something come through, kind of what is, what are we talking about here? What's the estimated time on shelf? Things like that. Now, be aware, though, that sometimes you, as you know, you're approving packaging graphics really way before it might even be in market. So you may hear back, oh, we're targeting such and such again. That is a placeholder. Just block that out on your grid or make a note of it. And you can always come back to it and refine it. So relationships, of course, that's important. But you want to create relationships more than just with marketing. You know, there's the R&D, research and development folks, packaging, because there's often going to be format changes and, and packaging tweaks your market research or, or consumer insights group, and, and really begin to build relationships with those people like yourself are supporting the brand. And this way you can, again, ask questions or chat about things that they're working on and maybe what's coming down the pike. And then obviously you want to meet with your marketing teams. So you're going to find a cadence that works well for you too depending, or you three, depending on how many people are in the marketing team. Um, and what's what's nice is that when you ask marketing or even any of the other cross-functional teams that I talked about is, it's nice to explain why you need this information. But I think if they understand all the impacts and all the benefits of my team and my boss and the their consumers ultimately, um, with with getting the best care possible, I think that makes more sense for them to kind of um, you know gather all this information. A lot of it, as I said, is is pretty is, can be granular, but that is important. And then just to add on to that, you can tell them why you need it, but you could, if you have time, literally show them your grid. This is what I'm working on. This is what I'm doing with your information. Of course, you're telling them the reasons for it all. Um, but there's nothing like showing to bring a point home. 
And then a pro tip I have for you da, 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 is something I tried a year or two ago. So if you have a large team of marketers, you know, supporting a large brand, um, this is one approach. I don't think I really perfected it, but I approached one of my marketers um, who was very savvy and um, she agreed to be the point person for kind of collating all the marketing plans. And I put this um, Excel grid, I made a copy and put it out on her team's share drive. And really the goal was when the marketing associate marketers and marketers met together, periodically, this would come up. And um, this, this woman would ask, what marketing plans do you have that's changed or new for Denise's you know, grid? And then she would update that. Now, what happened there was I, of course, moved on to a different business and haven't quite found that that really worked perfectly because I really didn't close the loop on that and and identify ways to figure out well, when will, how will I know this is the, the new information because uh, there's so many moving pieces and parts. So there's, there's um, I'm starting to think of something now that I could use that might might work today. Um, but that is one way um, to do that. Would love to hear how you're doing that. Okay, so if you can, again, either DM me in my LinkedIn profile and quite figured out how to communicate with you all, but I'm getting there, or go out to my LinkedIn page called My Curious Colleague and let me know there. So let's see what else I wanted to say. This is basic. You know, you might be like, oh, I just got invited to such and such meeting. You know, I really don't think there's anything there that I need to contribute and I don't know what I'm going to get out of it. Let me just say this. If you're involved in specialist or analyst responsibilities, do try to attend these key meetings. If anything, accept the meeting and the recurring meetings. Again, this is real basic. Um, If you can't make it or the agenda looks like it's really not anything that um, is necessary for you to be a part of, I still say that you are at least able to take a listen to say that meeting's recording, perhaps, or minimally, you'll be able to see the meeting notes that come out of that meeting. And then you can scan those quickly to say, oh, is there something there that would be useful that we could use? The other thing is to hang out at your company's salad bar. Of course, this was easier um, prior to 2020, but... um, it's a classic one. You know, I would be in the salad bar and invariably, today's word is invariably, um, a marketer would tap me on the shoulder and say, oh, good. I'm glad I got caught you. I've been meaning to tell you about such and such. And then I would make a mental note, go back to my desk, quick put a placeholder in um, the grid and either um, arrange to reach out to that marketer or once I receive an email from them, update what I'm going to call the grid. And then there are brand documents, of course, that are available and you should have access to if you don't or feel as if this is something that your boss should ask for. That's fine, too. But I'm talking about annual marketing plans. I'm talking about three year strategic plans. Um, And then sometimes there's marketing plans that have a, you know, a real operational um, execution focus to it. and, and that might be yet another document, but ultimately this is self-service and you can go through those documents and typically, usually they're very interesting. And again, just check that you've got everything 
that you've got placeholders for. And if not, that's another reason to chat with your marketing uh, point of contact. And then something else that I'm doing, um, which seems, again, pretty basic, but just dawned on me is I'm doing monthly touch bases with um, some of the brand teams. And the very first item on the agenda every time is, you know, brand updates, business update. So that's kind of on them. Do they've got something new that they think they should share with me? Again, I've explained to them the benefits and the rationale and why we need all this. But then also it's good to know, you know, say a business update, um, the latest and, and, and greatest, just at a top level of things that perhaps could impact your consumers and ultimately your comments. So that's it for today's episode on why it's important to stay close to marketing plans to help you and ultimately your consumer. If you've learned even a kernel of an idea or was inspired by this episode, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple Podcast and follow the My Curious Colleague page on LinkedIn. And be sure to share out the hashtag CPGCX because CPGCX really and truly rocks. Ciao. You have been listening to the My Curious Colleague podcast with Denise Veneri. Thank you for your time.